God. He's like, I'm talking about being beyond blessed. Like, you know, it's such an important message. We're so focused on the negative things that are happening, right? We're talking about, you know, in our world, just seeing the things that are wrong, the things that are broken, the things that aren't quite right, the things that we're missing out on. Speaking of missing out, did anybody else miss out on the Mega Millions a couple of weeks ago? You too? Yeah, I didn't win either. And I, I had plans for that money. I mean, $750 million, you only think you can spend money that fast. If you, if you spend a dollar per second, a dollar per second, it would take you 24 years to spend $750 million. And that's not getting anything else out of interest and everything. I had plans, not just for paying off the enormous college bills that my sons are accruing right now, but I had all these plans with Kelly. We were making foundations in our mind of like being able to help with education in some impoverished areas that we knew about around the world as well as in our community. And we were talking about all the different ways that the interest off of that much money could make an impact and do good. And, and then when I didn't win, I was so disappointed, not just for myself, but all the people that I could have helped, you know, I was feeling bad for them because I wasn't able to really reach out into helping their needs. And as the more I got depressed about that, you know, I started thinking about how I deserved that money. I mean, the people I was going to help deserved that money and that opportunity that I could have been able to provide. And, you know, I started getting really down about that, missing out on that. And then I remembered something I heard from the famed poet philosopher Garth Brooks. <laughs> and, and just a disclaimer, the views and opinions of Garth Brooks are not necessarily the views and opinions of Pastor Chris, Orchard Grove Community Church, or any staff associated with Orchard Grove Community Church, nor is this quote an endorsement of any actions or activity in his past, present, or future. Now that we've got that out of the way. Garth Brooks once said, happiness ain't getting what you want, it's wanting what you got. And blessedness is so much more than happiness. Pastor Chris has been trying to refocus our attention away from all the things that are wrong and not going right and all the things that we wish would happen to the things that are good in our lives, the things that are going right, the things that are happening in a way that make life a blessing day after day, week after week, that are sometimes overlooked or forgotten or we just aren't paying attention to. And that whole attention shift is so very important because when you focus on the negative, when you focus on what's wrong, when you focus on what's broken or not going right or what you're missing out on, that just leads to more brokenness and bitterness. And Lord knows this world doesn't need any more brokenness or bitterness. But when you focus on blessedness, when you focus on the blessings in your life, it creates gratitude and an opportunity to be generous to others. And the Lord knows we need a whole lot more gratitude and generosity in our world today. Jesus was always attempting to refocus people's attention out of their poverty, out of their circumstance, out of their need towards the greater blessing of God's presence and what God could do within their lives and through their lives if they would be open and attentive to it. 
In Luke chapter 6, he is swarmed by all kinds of people with need. They're the disciples, and he are just surrounded by people who have come to be able to see him. I'm going to read from Luke chapter 6, verses 17 to 23. It says that he, Jesus, went down with them and stood on a level place. A large crowd of his disciples was there, and a great number of people from all over Judea, from Jerusalem, and from the coast of Tyre and Sidon, who had come to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. Those troubled by evil spirits were cured, and the people all tried to touch him because power was coming from him and healing them all. Looking at his disciples, he said, Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who hunger now, for you will be satisfied. Blessed are you who weep now, for you will laugh. Blessed are you when men hate you, when they exclude you and insult you and reject your name as evil because of the Son of Man. Rejoice in that day and leap for joy, because great is your reward in heaven, for that is how their fathers treated the prophets. The poor, the hungry, the insulted, the excluded, the rejected, those with evil spirits, those who had physical ailments, those were the ones that came from all of these different regions that were crowding around Jesus and his disciples, swarming them with all of this need. And in the midst of all of that, the disciples had to be getting overwhelmed with all of this activity and all of this people who were pressing in, it says, to just to be able to touch Jesus, to be with Jesus, to be able to receive from Jesus. They were so focused on getting from him in the midst of that time. Jesus was the ancient world's lottery ticket. If you needed something, you needed food, you needed connection, you needed love, you needed a touch, people were going there to be with him because he was that winning ticket. He was that winning moment. And so here they came by the thousands at a time just to press in and be around Jesus. And in the midst of all of that, Jesus takes them and tries to refocus their attention off of their need, off of their poverty, off of their hurt, off of their grief, and to be able to say, you're blessed. You, right now, in the midst of all of this, do you see what's happening? You're experiencing blessedness. Blessedness within the biblical understanding is attention to and participation in the life of God, the life that God desires, which has a positive impact within, but also on others around you. See, all of these people a moment ago were at their homes. They were in their own communities and all these different other places that they had come from, and they were alone in their hurt. They were alone in their pain. They were alone in their rejection. They were outcasts. They were not connected. But here with Jesus in this moment, there was enough. There was enough love. There was enough hope. There was enough connection. They could find strength in community with one another. They could find opportunity together. They could find blessing from God within their midst. They could receive from the abundance that others had. There was something that was happening in their midst as they came together. 
And that's what the scripture there is about, is that blessedness is greatest in community. Blessedness is greatest in community, even in the midst of mourning, even in the midst of sorrow. Jesus says you're, you're going to laugh. And forgive the spoiler alerts, but the movie is more than 30 years old now. Remember Steel Magnolias? Some of you saw that movie. One of the great monologues in, in modern cinemas given by Sally Field. She's a grieving mother who has just buried her daughter and she's alone and she's struggling and her, her friends gather around her and they're trying to find some way of comforting her, some way of trying to help her to be able to understand that, you know, God's got a purpose and it's all falling flat because she's so distraught and she's so hurt. And she starts this amazing monologue where she, she ends with, I just want to hit something. I want to hit somebody so that they hurt as bad as I hurt right now. And one of her friends grabs another friend and says, here, hit her, hit Weezer. And it just stops everybody and they get all startled and everything. And she's like, think about it. We'll sell t-shirts. I hit Weezer Boudreaux. Half the parish would trade themselves with you right now for a chance to hit her, hit her. And they just start laughing in the shock and disgust of the possibility of hitting someone that she cared for. And it broke that. And a few moments later in the movie, the, the character played by Dolly Parton says, laughter through tears is my favorite emotion. You've been ever hurt, you've, you've been in grief, but then you find a moment as people gather around you and you laugh and you connect and you rediscover a moment of joy. These people who are hurting, who are in need, now all of a sudden they weren't alone in their hurt and their need. Community, blessedness of community was greater for them in that moment. I spent a lot of the last decade working with not only migrants and refugees, but trying to help churches to reach out to migrants and refugees in Europe and the Middle East, but also here in North America, trying to in, encourage that kind of activity. And as we walked alongside of migrants and refugees, we are talking about people who had lost everything. The, the word poor here in this scripture, when it says blessed are the poor, aren't people who are struggling to make it. They're people who are destitute. That's what the word is really referring to here. It's referring to people who, if they don't get help from someone else, they're not going to make it. They're not just struggling. They are dependent on help from somebody else. And when you're a refugee and you've lost everything, not just lost everything, but it's been taken away from you, not just your home, not just your community, not just your possessions, but your identity, your nation, the routines that you take for granted, your culture, your language, and you're thrown into a different space, you're so desperate for help. And what has I encountered with churches that were reaching out to those different communities, people in the name of God who were going and loving people in these circumstances and giving a little bit of help, helping them to know where they could get services, helping them to know the language, helping them to understand the new cultures that they found themselves in, is that they started having a joy because they found something in the kingdom, in the kingdom, the relationship of the people of God 
that was riches that they never would have discovered otherwise. And their lives were transformed, though they still struggled and though they still were needing uh, so much in their poverty, they had found a richness that they couldn't stop talking about, that they were excited to be a part of, because blessedness is greater in community. And what we need to also recognize is you look around one another here in this space, or if you're watching at home and you see the people that are there with you, or you know people in your community who, who also share the values that you have, is that there is within that connection, within that community, blessing. You are swimming in a sea of people right now. You are swimming in a sea of opportunity for blessing right now. And it's real easy to miss that just in the routine of the week to week, or you've got so many things going on from the past week, or you've got so many things going on in the next week, that it's really easy to miss that. But there's something here that is greater. And what Jesus does to that crowd and what Pastor Chris has been trying to do week after week here is to refocus our attention away from our troubles, away from our hurts, away from our needs, and towards the blessing that we have with one another and what we share. So I want to leave you today with three things that I want to encourage you to dive into this communal blessedness that's within the scriptures. The first thing is to be able to focus your attention on what you can give and not just what you get. Focus your attention on what you can give and not just what you get. Remember JFK asked not what this country can do for you, but what you can do for the country, right? It's the same kind of idea. Don't just come in here and, and, and focus on OG for what you get out of it because that risks OG becoming just like any other commercial enterprise, that when its usefulness is done, it's discarded. And OG has so much more to offer you than that. If you will focus on what you can give to one another, to this place. I started the message talking about the people who are giving right now on the other side of these walls who are making things happen for the production team and the musicians who were here earlier this morning that made the worship so wonderful for you to be able to experience this morning. There are opportunities for you to be able to give and to contribute. And when we focus our opportunities, when we focus our attention on what we can give, what you also get as a byproduct is so much greater than just when you come in trying to receive. When you give, you find so much more than just when you're focused on getting. The second thing is to be able to see one another as blessings and not as obstacles. Jesus taught so much and was an example of learning how to see people differently than the way we typically see them. Martin Buber was a philosopher who said that we have two ways of seeing people. We can either see people as an obstacle or we can see people as a, a, a part of their divine nature like you. You can see people as an obstacle in that they're either a vehicle to your happiness, which makes you want to use them, an obstacle to your happiness, which makes you want to move them, or irrelevant to your happiness, and so you just ignore them. 
since some people go through life looking at others that way as, ob- as objects. So to where we can see people like us with eyes that see their divine nature, quality within them, and then we treat them as such. We love them as such. We care for them and pay attention to them as such. When we start to transform the way we see others, it impacts the way that we treat others. So when you're so focused on just getting in, getting your coffee, getting your seat, getting your Jesus fix, and getting out, everybody else can just kind of be an obstacle to that. But when you start coming in and you start seeing the opportunities to give and seeing one another as having a divine nature that you pay attention a lot differently. So focus on what you can give, not just what you can get. See each other as blessings and not just as obstacles. And then the third thing that I wanna leave you with is to invest in knowing and being known. Invest in knowing and being known. Don't just show up and and go back out, but linger, listen, start talking with others, start allowing yourself to be known, start sharing a little bit of your story, your experience, what's happening in your life now. Even take the risk of sharing some of your perspective on things and listening and learning from others. And as you start connecting with others within that space, as you start building a smaller community within the larger community, you will find the experience of the life of God multiplying within your life. It's a risk. All investment is a risk. Relationships are a risk. But when we dive into community with one another, when we take the time to know and to be known, when we share who we are, when we give rather than just seeking to get, when we see the blessing of one another, relationships bear fruit in amazing ways. Many of you who are here and have been here because of those kind of relationships, And now it's your turn to include others and invite others who are newer into those relationships, into those opportunities, to share a coffee, to take someone to lunch, to sit down at your table, to say, hey, I'm going to be doing this this week. Come do this with me, and let's make OG a little bit better and brighter. When we do those things, we see that blessedness is greater within community. Stand with me as we pray. Father God, I thank you so much for an opportunity just to look into not only the scripture, but look into the truth of our experience together that when we love one another, love benefits us, and others in increasing ways. Help us, dear God, to create greater community within this space for the people who are watching and participating online. And God, help them to create community around them within their neighborhood or their workplace. Help them, dear God, to find ways of connecting. God, help us to see one another, not just within this space, but others beyond this space as having a divine character. 
so that we start to treat them with the love that was exemplified by Jesus. God, transform us, not just to seek blessing, but to be blessing and to be blessing together. Thank you, dear God, for the people who have made my life a blessed experience in this space. And help me to continue to be a part of that by giving as well. For the glory of God alone we pray. Amen.